0: For this week's Democratic National Convention, we will be using this feed to post keynote speeches from the conventions. C-SPAN's podcast, The Weekly, it's back September 3rd.
1: These are speeches from Tuesday night session of the Democratic National Convention. This is Dr. Jill Biden.
2: I have always loved the sounds of a classroom, the quiet that sparks with possibility just before students shuffle in. The murmur of ideas bouncing back and forth as we explore the world together. The laughter and tiny moments of surprise you find in materials you've taught a million times. When I taught English here at Brandywine High School, I would spend my summer preparing for the school year about to start filled with anticipation. But this quiet is heavy. You can hear the anxiety that echoes down empty hallways. There's no scent of new notebooks or freshly waxed floors. The rooms are dark as the bright young faces that should fill them are now confined to boxes on a computer screen. I hear it from so many of you, the frustration of parents juggling work while they support their children's learning. Are afraid that their kids might get sick from school. The concern of every person working without enough protection. The despair in the lines that stretch out before food banks. And the indescribable sorrow that follows every lonely last breath when the ventilators turn off. As a mother and a grandmother, as an American, I am heartbroken by the magnitude of this loss, by the failure to protect our communities, by every precious and irreplaceable life gone. Like so many of you, I'm left asking, how do I keep my family safe? You know, motherhood came to me in a way I never expected. I fell in love with a man and two little boys standing in the wreckage of unthinkable loss, mourning a wife and mother, a daughter and sister. I never imagined at the age of 26, I would be asking myself, how do you make a broken family whole? Still, Joe always told the boys, mommy sent Jill to us, And how could I argue with her? And so we figured it out together in those big moments that would go by too fast, Thanksgivings and state championships, birthdays and weddings, in the mundane ones that we didn't even know were shaping our lives. Reading stories piled on the couch, rowdy Sunday dinners and silly arguments listening to the faint sounds of laughter that would float downstairs as Joe put the kids to bed every night while I studied for grad school or graded papers under the pale yellow kitchen lamp, the dinner dishes waiting in the sink. We found that love holds a family together. Love makes us flexible and resilient It allows us to become more than ourselves together. And though it can't protect us from the sorrows of life, it gives us refuge, a home. How do you make a broken family whole? The same way you make a nation whole. With love and understanding and with small acts of kindness, with bravery, with unwavering faith. You show up for each other in big ways and small ones, again and again. It's what so many of you are doing right now for your loved ones, for complete strangers, for your communities. There are those who want to tell us that our country is hopelessly divided, that our differences are irreconcilable. But that's not what I've seen over these last few months. We're coming together and holding on to each other. We're finding mercy and grace in the moments we might have once taken for granted. We're seeing that our differences are precious and our similarities infinite. We have shown that the heart of this nation still beats with kindness and courage. That's the soul of America Joe Biden is fighting for now. After our son Beau died of cancer, I wondered if I would ever smile or feel joy again. It was summer, but there was no warmth left for me. Four days after Beau's funeral, I watched Joe shave and put on his suit, I saw him steal himself in the mirror, take a breath, put his shoulders back, and walk out into a world empty of our son. He went back to work. That's just who he is. There are times when I couldn't even imagine how he did it, how he put one foot in front of the other and kept going. But I've always understood why he did it. For the daughter who convinces her mom to finally get a breast cancer screening and misses work to drive her to the clinic. For the community college student who has faced homelessness and survived abuse, but finds the grit to finish her degree and make a good life for her kids. For the little boy whose mom is serving as a Marine in Iraq who puts on a brave face in his video call and doesn't complain when the only thing he wants for his birthday is to be with her. For all those people Joe gives his personal phone number to at rope lines and events, the ones he talks to for hours after dinner, helping them smile through their loss, letting them know that they aren't alone. He does it for you. Joe's purpose has always driven him forward. His strength of will is unstoppable. And his faith is unshakable. Because it's not in politicians or political parties or even in himself. It's in the providence of God. His faith is in you, in us. Yes, so many classrooms are quiet right now. The playgrounds are still. But if you listen closely, you can hear the sparks of change in the air. Across this country, educators, parents, first responders, Americans of all walks of life are putting their shoulders back, fighting for each other. We haven't given up. We just need leadership worthy of our nation, worthy of you, honest leadership to bring us back together to recover from this pandemic and prepare for whatever else is next. Leadership, to reimagine what our nation will be. That's Joe. He and Kamala will work as hard as you do every day to make this nation better. And if I have the honor of serving as your First Lady, I will too. And with Joe as president, these classrooms will ring out with laughter and possibility once again. The burdens we carry are heavy, and we need someone with strong shoulders. I know that if we entrust this nation to Joe, he will do for your family what he did for ours. Bring us together and make us whole. Carry us forward in our time of need. Keep the promise of America for all of us.
3: great job. I love you. How
4: are you? Hey, everyone. I'm Jill Biden's husband. As you heard tonight, excuse me, you can see why she's the love of my life and the rock of our family. She never gives herself much credit But the truth is, she's the strongest person I know. She's a backbone like a ramrod. She loves fiercely, cares deeply. Nothing stops her when she sets her mind to getting something right. And, you know, for all of you out there across the country, just think of your favorite educator who gave you the confidence to believe in yourself. That's the kind of first lady, 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 lady this Jill Biden will be. God love you.
2: So go to JoeBiden.com to join our campaign.
4: Thank you all for watching.
1: I'll see you soon. Thank you. This is C-SPAN's coverage of the Democratic National Convention. This is former President Bill Clinton.
3: Good evening. A presidential election is the world's most important job interview. At the end, we hire a leader to help us solve problems, create opportunities, and give our kids better tomorrows. That's a tall order this year, with the COVID-19 outbreak on a path to killing 200,000 people and destroying millions of jobs and small businesses. How did Donald Trump respond? At first, he said the virus was under control and would soon disappear. When it didn't, he was on TV every day bragging on what a great job he was doing. While our scientists waited to give us vital information. When he didn't like the expert advice he was given, he ignored it. Only when COVID exploded in even more states did he encourage people to wear masks. By then, many more were dying. When asked about the surgeon deaths, he shrugged and said, it is what it is. But did it have to be this way? No. COVID hit us much harder than it had to. We have just 4% of the world's population, but 25% of the world's COVID cases. Our unemployment rate is more than twice as high as South Korea's, two and a half times the United Kingdom's, more than three times Japan's. Donald Trump says we're leading the world. Well, we are the only major industrial economy to have its unemployment rate tripled. At a time like this, the Oval Office should be a command center. Instead, it's a storm center. There's only chaos. Just one thing never changes, his determination to deny responsibility and shift the blame. The buck never stops there. Now, you have to decide whether to renew his contract or hire someone else. If you want a president who defines the job as spending hours a day watching TV and zapping people on social media, he's your man. Denying, distracting, and demeaning works great if you're trying to entertain or inflame. But in a real crisis, it collapses like a house of cards. COVID just doesn't respond to any of that. To beat it, you've got to actually go to work and deal with the facts. Our party is united in offering you a very different choice. A go-to-work president. A down-to-earth, get-the-job-done guy. A man with a mission to take responsibility, not shift the blame. Concentrate, not distract. Unite, not divide. Our choice is Joe Biden. Joe helped bring us back from a recession before, and he can do it again. In 2009, Barack Obama and Joe Biden started with the worst economy since the Great Depression. And when they were done, they delivered more than six straight years of job growth. What did Joe do? He accepted responsibility for implementing the Recovery Act. His work created a lot of new jobs and started many new companies in communities across our country. Now Joe's committed to building America back again. How? He's given us smart, detailed plans to invest in areas vital to our future. Innovative financing for modern factories and small businesses, good jobs in green energy and conservation to combat climate change, a modern infrastructure that brings small-town and rural America the connectivity and investment others take for granted, and a plan to ensure that Black Americans, Latino Americans, Native Americans, women, immigrants, and other communities left behind are full participants in our economy and our society. Joe Biden wants to build an economy far better suited to our changing world. Better for young people. Better for families working and raising their kids. Better for people who lost jobs and need new ones. Better for farmers tired of being collateral damage in trade wars. Better for workers caring for the sick, elderly, and people with disabilities. Better because of a living wage and access to affordable higher education and health care, including prescription drugs, and to child care, a secure retirement, and for the first time, paid family and medical leave. Joe won't just put his signature on a check and try to fool you into thinking it came from him. He'll work to make sure that your paycheck reflects your contribution to and your stake in a growing economy. In this job interview, the difference is stark. You know what Donald Trump will do with four more years, blame, bully, and belittle. And you know what Joe Biden will do, build back better. It's Trump's us versus them America against Joe Biden's America, where we all live and work together. It's a clear choice. The future of our country is riding on it.
1: Thank you. This is C-SPAN's coverage of the Democratic National Convention. This is former President Jimmy Carter and his wife, Rosalind Carter.
5: It's a great pleasure for Jimmy and me to join you in celebrating our next President of the United States, Joe Biden. We've known and admired Joe and Jill for many years. And most recently, I've worked with him on tackling the demands faced by the more than 53 million unpaid caregivers in our country who are juggling work and other family responsibilities and putting their own physical and mental health and well-being at risk. Joe knows well, too well, the sorrows and struggles of being a family caregiver. From Joe's time as a young widower, thrust into single parenthood with a demanding job, to he and Jill caring for their own parents and as on both at the end of their lives. He knows caregiving is hard, even on the good days. Jill and I also know the challenges of caregiving for those who served in the military and returned with visible and invisible wounds. And we know those caregivers need a leader in the White House. Jimmy and I are voting for Joe because he recognizes the challenges facing our families and has the heart and the talent to make life better for all Americans. When I ran for president in 1976, Joe Biden was my first and most effective supporter in the Senate. For decades, he has been my loyal and dedicated friend. Joe has the experience, character, and decency to bring us together and restore America's greatness. He deserve a person with integrity and judgment, someone who is honest and fair, someone who is committed to what is best for the American people. Joe is that kind of leader, and he is the right person for this moment in our nation's history. He understands that and understand dignity are essential traits that determine not only our vision, but our actions. More than ever, that's what we need. During these uncertain times, Joe Biden realizes that many American lives can be saved each day with the use of masks and testing, as recommended by our medical experts.
1: Joe Biden must be our next president. This is C SPAN's coverage of the Democratic National Convention. This is former U.S. Secretary of State and retired four star general
6: Colin Powell. Hi, I'm former Secretary of State Colin Powell. 100 years ago, a young immigrant left a dirt farm in Jamaica and set out for America. Three years later, a ship pulled into New York Harbor and a young Jamaican woman gazed up at the Statue of Liberty for the first time. They became my parents and they inspired me to finish college and join the Army. This began a journey of service that would take me from basic training to combat in Vietnam, up the ranks to serve as Chairman of the Joint Chiefs of Staff and Secretary of State. The values I learned growing up in the South Bronx and serving in uniform were the same values that Joe Biden's parents instilled in him in Scranton, Pennsylvania. I support Joe Biden for the presidency of the United States because those values still define him. And we need to restore those values to the White House. Our country needs a commander-in-chief who takes care of our troops in the same way he would his own family. For Joe Biden, that doesn't need teaching. It comes from the experience he shares with millions of military families, sending his beloved son off to war and praying to God he would come home safe. Joe Biden will be a president we will all be proud to salute. With Joe Biden in the White House, you will never doubt that he will stand with our friends, And stand up to our adversaries, never the other way around. He will trust our diplomats and our intelligence community, not the flattery of dictators and despots. He will make it his job to know when anyone dares to threaten us. He will stand up to our adversaries with strength and experience. They will know he means business. I support Joe Biden because, beginning on day one, he will restore Americans' leadership and our moral authority. He'll be a president who knows that America is strongest when, as he has said, we lead both by the power of our example and the example of our power. He will restore America's leadership in the world and restore the alliances we need to address the dangers that threaten our nation, from climate change to nuclear proliferation. Today, we are a country divided, and we have a president doing everything in his power to make it that way and keep us that way. What a difference it will make to have a president who unites us, who restores our strength and our soul. I still believe that in our hearts, we are the same America that brought my parents to our shores, an America that inspires freedom around the world. That's the America Joe Biden will lead as our next president. Thank you very much. These
1: are speeches from Tuesday night session of the Democratic National Convention. This is 2004 Democratic nominee for President John Kerry.
4: Hi, I'm John Kerry. For the eight years of the Obama-Biden administration, we led by example. We eliminated the threat of an Iran with a nuclear weapon. We built a 68-nation coalition to destroy ISIS. We forged a 195-nation agreement to attack climate change. We stopped Ebola before it became a pandemic. Donald Trump inherited a growing economy and a more peaceful world. And like everything else he inherited, he bankrupted it. When this president goes overseas, it isn't a goodwill mission. It's a blooper reel. He breaks up with our allies and writes love letters to dictators. America deserves a president who is looked up to, not laughed at. Donald Trump pretends Russia didn't attack our elections. And now he does nothing about Russia putting a bounty on our troops. So he won't defend our country. He doesn't know how to defend our troops. The only person he's interested in defending is himself. This is the bottom line. Our interests, our ideals, and our brave men and women in uniform can't afford four more years of Donald Trump. Our troops can't get out of harm's way by hiding in the White House bunker. They need a president who will stand up for them, and President Biden will. Joe's moral compass has always pointed in the right direction, from the fight to break the back of apartheid to the struggle to wake up the world to genocide in the Balkans. Joe understands that none of the issues of this world, not nuclear weapons, not the challenge of building back better after COVID, not terrorism, and certainly not the climate crisis, none can be resolved without bringing nations together with strength and humility. Joe understands our values don't limit our power, they magnify it. He knows you can't spread democracy around the world if you don't practice it at home. And he knows that even the United States of America needs friends on this planet. Before Donald Trump, we used to talk about American exceptionalism. The only thing exceptional about the incoherent Trump foreign policy is that it has made our nation more isolated than ever before. Joe Biden knows we aren't exceptional because we bluster that we are. We are exceptional because we do exceptional things. On June 6, 1944, young Americans gave their lives on the beaches of Normandy to liberate the world from tyranny. Out of the ashes of that war, we made peace and rebuilt the world. That was and remains exceptional. It is the opposite of everything Donald Trump stands for. This moment is a fight for the security of America and the world. Only Joe Biden, can make America lead like America again. If you agree, text JOIN to 30330. Thank
1: you. This is C-SPAN's coverage of the Democratic National Convention. This is Representative Alexandria Ocasio-Cortez of New York.
7: Good evening, bienvenidos, and thank you to everyone here today endeavoring towards a better, more just future for our country and our world in fidelity and gratitude to a mass people's movement working to establish 21st century social, economic, and human rights, including guaranteed healthcare, higher education, living wages, and labor rights for all people in the United States. A movement striving to recognize and repair the wounds of racial injustice, colonization, misogyny, and homophobia and to propose and build reimagined systems of immigration and foreign policy that turn away from the violence and xenophobia of our past, a movement that realizes the unsustainable brutality of an economy that rewards explosive inequalities of wealth for the few at the expense of long-term stability for the many, and who organized a historic grassroots campaign to reclaim our democracy, in a time when millions of people in the United States are looking for deep, systemic solutions to our crises of mass evictions, unemployment, and lack of health care, in el espíritu del pueblo, and out of a love for all people, I hereby second the nomination of Senator Bernard Sanders of Vermont for President of the United States of America.
1: You're listening to C-SPAN's coverage of the Democratic National Convention. This is Fair Fight founder, Stacey
8: Abrams. This nation belongs to all of us. And in every election, we choose how we will create a more perfect union. Not by taking sides, but by taking stock of where we are and what we need. This year's choice could not be more clear. America faces a triple threat a public health catastrophe, an economic collapse, and a reckoning with racial justice and inequality. So our choice is clear. A steady, experienced public servant who can lead us out of this crisis just like he's done before, or a man who only knows how to deny and distract, a leader who cares about our families, or a president who only cares about himself. We know Joe Biden. America, we need Joe Biden. To make your voice heard, text VOTE to 30330. In a democracy, we do not elect saviors. We cast our ballots for those who see our struggles and pledge to serve, who hear our dreams and work to make them real, who defend our way of life by protecting our right to vote. Faced with a president of cowardice, Joe Biden is a man of proven courage. He will restore our moral compass by confronting our challenges, not by hiding from them or undermining our elections to keep his job. In a time of voter suppression at home and authoritarians abroad, Joe Biden will be a champion for free and fair elections, for a public health system that keeps us safe, for an economy that we build back better than before and for accountability and integrity in our system of justice. We stand with Joe Biden, because this isn't just about defeating Donald Trump. We are in this to win for America. So let's get it done.
1: This is C-SPAN's coverage of the Democratic National Convention. This is former Acting Attorney General of the United States, Sally Yates.
0: Good evening. I'm Sally Yates. Speaking at a political convention is something I never expected to be doing. But the future of our democracy is at stake. I'm here in my hometown of Atlanta, where as a young lawyer I joined our nation's Justice Department. For nearly 30 years, through Democratic and Republican administrations, I worked alongside my DOJ colleagues to advance our nation's promise of equal justice. I served as Deputy Attorney General in the Obama-Biden administration, and stayed on as Acting Attorney General for the Trump transition. Then, ten days in, I was fired for refusing to defend President Trump's shameful and unlawful Muslim travel ban. That was the start of his relentless attacks on our democratic institutions and countless dedicated public servants. Like me. These officials didn't swear an oath to a person or a party. Public servants promised to defend our Constitution, uphold our laws, and work on behalf of the American people. But from the moment President Trump took office, he's used his position to benefit himself rather than our country. He's trampled the rule of law, trying to weaponize our Justice Department to attack his enemies and protect his friends. Rather than standing up to Vladimir Putin, he fawns over a dictator who is still trying to interfere in our elections. He's even trying to sabotage our postal service to keep people from being able to vote. His constant attacks on the FBI, the free press, inspectors general, federal judges, They all have one purpose, to remove any check on his abuse of power. Put simply, he treats our country like it's his family business, this time bankrupting our nation's moral authority at home and abroad. But our country doesn't belong to him. It belongs to all of us. Joe Biden embraces that. He has spent his entire life putting our country first. He has never backed down from a challenge or a bully. He summons the best in us and lives by the values that define us as Americans. Service, integrity, courage, compassion. There are countless stories of Joe Biden reaching out to someone in their moment of need. Well, this is our country's moment of need. We need a president who respects our laws and the privilege of public service, who reflects our values and cares about our people. We need a president who will restore the soul of America. We
1: need Joe Biden. You've been listening to speeches from Tuesday night session of the Democratic National Convention. Find all of our podcasts on the free C-SPAN radio app,